Welcome to Convos from the Couch from Life Stance Health, where each episode you'll hear engaging and informative conversations with leading mental health professionals that will help guide you on your journey to leading a healthier, more fulfilling life. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Convos from the Couch by Life Stance Health. I'm Nikki Lianza, and on this episode, I'm excited to be talking with Tara Freddy and Tiana Rooney on the topic of creating a healthy workplace. So welcome, Tiana. Welcome, Tara. Great to have you both on. Nikki, thank you. Good to be here. Thank you for having us. You're welcome. This is such an important topic because... Many of us spend a lot of time at our jobs, at our workplaces, even if we're working, you know, virtually, we're still engaging with work environments, you know, and we obviously would like them to be healthy. You know, some of us maybe work in maybe I'd hate to even use the strong word of a toxic work environments. But, you know, I think the purpose of this conversation is, you know, how maybe we can help create a a healthy work and uh, work environment and workplace. So it's great to have you both on to be able to talk about this for sure. So let's actually begin. Why don't we start? Let's have you guys tell us a little bit about yourselves. Maybe we'll start with uh, Tara. Tell us a little bit about you. Sure. Yeah, Nikki, thanks for having us. I am Tara Frenny and am a licensed marriage and family therapist as well as licensed professional counselor. Um, but my bread and brother is really working with relationships, understanding um, it started with couples and families in the therapy room and has migrated into understanding relationships in the practice sense, um, our working relationships with our colleagues and just building a really positive, safe work environment. And so I feel both passionate about systems in in the small sense, the intimate sense uh, on the couch, if you will, and also (laughs) in the larger office setting. Um, And so I've had the privilege of being the clinical director at formerly Perspectives Therapy Services, now celebrating um, being a part of this bigger life stance team. And so thrilled to belong to such a great group of professionals um, and, and bring my skills with me to the space. Gosh, thank you, Tara. Wonderful. And Tiana, tell us a little bit about you. Thanks, Nikki. I was the owner of Perspectives Therapy Services and had the uh, just the great honor of being in that role for 18 years. Tara knows when I talk about perspectives, um, I, I beam with pride because I've mothered that organization longer than I've mothered my children. And so um, watching and being part of a company literally from birth to when I launch it, and I hand it over um, oh so gently to the, the Life Stance company has been absolutely wonderful. And uh, I, like Tara, have moved, uh, I think, from wonderful systems work that um, captivated me in graduate school and applying that to individuals and couples and families in the therapy room and really being so passionate about how to bring about change for, for folks and to make their lives different and better. Um, and now taking that systems lens and probably for the last 10 years, applying that to organizational health and really pouring those ideas of leadership and, and really what we're going to talk about today, cultivating culture into an organization where employees feel seen and they feel heard just like we want for our clients. And so uh, I love this topic and, and you're going to have to just pull the plug on me at the end of this. I'm, I'm, I could talk about this all day. 
I love the passion. I love both of you carry such passion and I love it for this topic. And, and you also share your passion on your podcast inside perspectives. Mm -hmm. So let's kind of plug that. Tell us a little bit about your uh, podcast. Uh, so I would be happy to tell you about our really fun podcast. So I have the pleasure of being both, um, both a dear colleague and a dear friend of Tiana's. She is a really important person in my world. And so she and I sort of started these fun conversations during my limited license phase when she was supervising me as a, as a building clinician. And coming on as clinical director, we spent a lot of time together talking about our practice and how we wanted to prioritize the health of our practice and take care of our team. And many of those conversations occurred when we were driving in the car to other clinical locations to visit the rest of our crew. And often we would get out of the car and say, oh, I really wish we could have recorded that. I wish our team could have heard sort of this, this inspiration or this moment we had reflecting on the special place we have, where we've been or where we've where we're heading. And so um, nestled into a really cool community out here in Brighton, Michigan, we have a podcast studio around the corner from us. And so Tiana and I were at a professional place where we decided to uh, lean into podcasting, try it out. Why not? And so it's been a way for us to actually very intentionally connect with one another and be able to share a message with, with our larger team. So it's been a special way for she and I to connect and process ideas um, and hopefully inspire some folks. I can tell you, I definitely get inspired. I, I listen to your podcast. It's amazing. As a therapist that's been in the profession for a while, I, you even have me looking at things from a different perspective. Mm -hmm. Even your latest episode, I was thinking things, I, it was about unlearning, right? Uh -huh. And it made me stop and think like, yikes, yeah, I, I, you hit so many points with it. You really do. So I, I know our listeners, our viewers, viewers, if they take a listen, they'll find something that will speak to them for sure. You guys cover many great topics too. So Tiana, anything you want to add about what Tara just shared about the podcast? No, I think I'll just throw in that the name of the podcast is Inside Perspectives. Um, we, like Tara said, we started this, this podcast um, thinking this was going to be a communication tool for the people nearest and dearest to us, the, the folks that we shared hallways with and were neighbors with in the office. That was our intention. We like to be creative and innovative when it comes to reaching people. And, um, and, and a podcast seemed like a really good way to do that. We recorded episode one and um, our audio technician said, yeah, so this was really meaningful to me and I'm not in the field. So <laughs> I think you should maybe put this in the world for for some people to, to maybe listen into. And so that's really how it was born. And now you can find it on Spotify and, and Apple and um, the places where you find podcasts. Yes. And we so appreciate um, you leaning into that work. Um, it's meaningful to Tara and I. It really represents our ways of, of thinking and connecting. And um, we appreciate you. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, just even sharing the message of you guys make a difference. You do, you know, again, being in the field and listening, I'm like, wow, some great points. So you made a difference even in how I'm finding myself doing my own practice. So I just wanted to say thank you for that, for sure. Uh, cheers. So shifting gears, let's jump in about cultivating that culture, that workplace culture. So I think a good place to start would be let's define what workplace culture is. So uh, whoever would like to begin. Tiana, you kick us off. 
I will, I'm happy to kick you off. Okay. So when I think about culture, uh, a couple of things come to mind for me. The, the first is it has to be shared for it to be a culture. Um, it has to be shared among all members that are part of that group or part of that environment. And we can think in the workplace, we have a lot of pieces, a lot of elements that we share, right? We, sh- we share um, an environment. We oftentimes share uh, a hist- an educational history and a training history, which leads to, in our world of mental health, shared passion. I think many of my colleagues, like, we have really good water cooler conversations around destigmatizing mental health treatment and um, serving underserved populations and making sure that access to care, which I love as as part of the Life Stance mission, is something that remains top of mind and near and dear to us. So so I I just think a shared way of viewing the world, of of interacting with one another, there become these these unspoken sort of rules about how do we how do we do things? How do we approach one another? What are the the norms um, and the values that that start to become part of, of this system and part of this world. So in my mind, when I think about culture, it is this, again, shared experience and one that is not stagnant. It changes over time, which makes it uniquely complex. Um, and I think it takes great investment. Culture doesn't just happen. I think there's tremendous intentionality that comes with you know, creating a culture that serves every member of that culture. So that's how I vision that that beautiful concept. Tara, anything you want to add to that? That was yeah. beautifully put, Tiana. Ahead, I mean, Thanks. she is, she so beautifully puts together these <laughs> really cool thoughts um, and ideas that we have. And, and that's something that makes her so special. I think one thing I want to add to Tiana's concept of, of sharing, right? Shared traditions, shared language, shared rituals, something that's very important to us and healthy workplace culture is shared values. And so in our space, we went through a very intentional exercise. If you tune into in perspectives. There's a whole episode on us identifying our core values. But when we really named that thing, that way of being that we have in our practice, and we could put our finger on it um, and point it out when it happens, saying kudos to you via email, that was a moment of being top notch, or I really appreciated your intentionality, or I'm really trying to tune in there. I noticed that's a place that I, I'm not showing up my best. And so I'm making a commitment to seek and seize growth. When, when we started to use those values, and you just heard four of them in uh, about 30 seconds, <laughs> Um, that gave us, that gave us a lot of meaning, right? And it it gave us a platform, a jumping off point to really uh, cultivate that culture within our practice, to be able to spread this thing that felt really important to us. And, and, and really what came out of the employees that we have in our practice, our, our, our core values were identified by sitting down and saying, if we could clone five people at the practice, who would they be? <laughs> and what are what are the the qualities that they possess? And that's how we landed on these values yeah. was really seeing these common threads and the things we appreciated about the folks in our practice. And and so that shared language, those shared values, that that has really been, I think, the key ingredients for us um, 
and in continuing to have really amazing culture, even if Tiana and I aren't present in the practice, right? Remember, we came from five office locations, so we can't be in all places at all times. We needed something that could sort of speak to itself and be spoken about even when we weren't there. So what are the five values then, if you don't mind me asking? Sure. So um, being tuned in, this is sort of where we start, right? Which leads to the action step of intentionality. Seeking and seizing growth, so being aware of the spaces either within ourselves um, as people or as professionals where growth needs to happen. Sometimes that means growing as a practice like we are right now into the larger life science community. Um, Top notch, right? That that we really have a commitment to doing things in a top notch way. We appreciate top notch professionals who are are competent in their craft um, and are willing to show up and make a difference. And I think my favorite, which is radical kindness. And so Tiana put that radical word on it because it goes beyond just being nice, being polite, but really takes it to a level of of genuine warmth and consideration of the people around you. I love this. You know, I it's it's brilliant that you it sounds like you guys came together to formulate these values. And you know, as we kind of go into really looking at how does how do we create a healthy workplace? That would be a great way to start, you know, come up with the values. Mm-hmm. Can you guys share some more tips of how to create a healthy workplace or cultivate a, a positive work culture? We start from the very beginning, Nikki. It's not something that we wait until a new team member is onboarded to then, you know, sort of hit the ground running. It really is from the point of first contact. And so I'll go, I'll kind of, you know, talk about how that looks in in our everyday life here. Uh, we, We wanted to make sure that we're introducing or infusing our core values even during the interview process. And so, for instance, um, you know, you can probably see and hear hospitality is woven into those core values. And for many years, we talked about how do we do that with our clients? How do we welcome folks in in this warm invitation of like being vulnerable with us and being open to a, a trusting relationship? that is eventually going to be transformative. And we saw that that was working. Us us being really intentional with clients, our retention was fantastic. Clients were referring other people in the community because there was this this just magic happening and it was those core values in in action. And so we decided we're, we're absolutely going to apply these same methods to how we bring on employees. And so we started looking, we started screaming Screening, we started connecting using that language like Tara talked about during the initial interview. And there there were good, you know, a good response to that. People would call our office, talk to our HR manager and say, I read your core values on your website and that's exactly where I want to work. And that was happening over and wow. over again. And, and wow. Tara and I have talked about how infectious these values are. I very much carry them into my personal life. My relationships outside of the office are so much more enhanced when I am top of mind thinking about how am I being tuned into this person in my world? Am I focused on what's important, what's in front of me right now? And how do I intentionally show them how much I appreciate them and how much I care about them? It it just began to work. And I think that we saw that and heard that from our employees as well. 
um, that we were reinforcing these these pieces that aren't just um, you know in a frame on our wall here at our clinics. Like we live these values; they're very much like I said, just kind of injected into all parts of our day here. It feels so, very genuine. You you both feel very genuine with these values that they're really coming from within. This isn't just for show. It's not just for show. In fact, we, if if I'm going to uh, be transparent, we skipped the mission statement project <laughs> and we, <laughs> it was boring to us. We didn't see a lot of value. We didn't see a lot of mileage that that was going to get our, our staff, our employees here. And we thought, no, that's not it. That's not where the magic lies. It's, it's really in like focusing on what drives us, what fuels us, what, what fulfills us professionally. And that's really where the value project, and this was a long one. This was not a, a weekender that we thought about and came back in. This took months to really intentionally, I think, carve out who are we? Who are we as a group of individuals? Because then we believe we attract more. We attract yeah. more of those, right? Like, like-minded, like people who can link arms and say, yeah, this is us. Um, it's fun. It's fun to have people in your world who can, who can do therapy very, very differently, but uh, have such honor and respect and admiration for one another. And that's who we have. That's amazing. And I can see how this is a very purposeful cultivation of this. Mm-hmm. This isn't just by chance. I can see how hard and the effort, how hard you both work and the effort you put in to cultivate this. And I think that's part of the key here. And this is leading me to the next question of if there is a workplace or a work environment that is maybe leaning a little bit more towards the negative, mm-hmm. are there some tips you, either of you, both of you can share of like how to switch that to be a little bit more positive? Yeah, we can definitely talk a bit about this. Now, I have to give us a little disclaimer here um, in that our work environment has always been a very positive one. It doesn't mean that we haven't had moments where we have struggled. Um, We're certainly not perfect human beings and we found ourselves in moments of criticism or judgment or or not being willing to flex with with growth and not leaning into seeking that. But I hope to inspire folks by saying these things are what we do when we have felt that discomfort, when we've had a moment of feeling unhealthy um, and hoping that in those unhealthy environments, they might be able to try out some of these things with the first being looking at yourself, right? So when the system is, is feeling unhealthy, asking yourself, how am I showing up to that system? Um, if it's not with radical kindness, it's if it's not with intentionality or whatever you've determined are your core values for, for yourself or your organization, then you're out of alignment with what it is that you're hoping to achieve. And when we feel misaligned, um, there's a lot of distress that's being experienced, right? We know that as mental health professionals, when we're not in alignment with our values and how we see the world and, and the things that make us feel peaceful, that's that's usually when we're calling a therapist. Um, and so the the workplace therapist, right, is, is your core values as the model and looking at yourself about how you might be able to enter the space um, with intentionality. Yeah. And, and a couple words come to my mind that Tiana knows are sort of my favorite themes, um, my favorite buzzwords. One is with curiosity. So when I'm in a headspace of skepticism, I know that I've kind of abandoned curiosity and I'm not asking questions from a place of, 
hey, help me understand that. I'm not listening to to understand. I'm not listening to respond. Well, this is the way that I do it. And when I'm in that space, um, I'm not the best professional. I'm not the best teammate. And the other one that goes hand in hand with that for me is assuming positive intent or at least neutral intent. Um, if I'm in the headspace of assuming negative intent, I, I have now made this an us versus them, right? You against me. And we're no longer walking through the hallways or walking toward our next goal or walking toward our KPI um, synced up as a team. We're now in opposition of each other. And, and that just doesn't work for the environment. That doesn't work for healthy relationships. Um, so those are a few that are, are deeply important to me. Tiana, talk about some of our other our other ones. It's interesting. I love that I'm sitting with two therapists because I think what I'm what I have rolling through my mind right now, I've probably introduced in many clinical sessions mm. that I've been in, but it's so applicable to the workplace environment. And and the two pieces for me are reactivity and personalization. When either I'm getting reactive or I see someone in in my my workplace team or community getting reactive, uh, it just it just hit on something. Something's going on. They're being haunted by an experience or a person, maybe from their their previous workplace or historically in their life, that is um, it's activating them in some way, and that helps me to not personalize what's happening in that moment. Because as soon as I personalize. I, I get confused. I get defensive. I'm a human being. Mm -hmm. I don't understand why this person is skeptical. I'm just trying to be radically kind. And Tara has been such a good person in my corner to pause me and almost like grab my shoulders and say, mm -hmm. it's not about you all the time, Tiana. <laughs> Believe it or not, the world doesn't <laughs> revolve around you. And I'm like, oh, okay. They have something else that has happened to them. And um, it's going to take me a little bit longer it's going to it's going to take me some more patience and it's going to take them a little bit more vulnerability um and that can't happen overnight and these are we're talking about complex relationships and and honoring that this is this is a a path and a journey that we're on together um i want it to happen immediately i am not a patient human being i would like someone <laughs> um to you know to to be all in um, immediately into into our group, into our culture, into the way we think about things. And that's just not fair. We're way too complex as human beings. And so I think those are the, the couple things that come to my mind for me is um, knowing reactivity when I either see it or I feel it and then figuring out what do I do about it? And for me, it usually is like, don't, don't personalize that. This one's not about you. And that doesn't mean that you can't be part of of the process of exploring that with this new person that you care very much about. I agree. And I think this is also when we look at how do we build positive relationships in our workplace, a lot of these can also play into that. Can you talk a little bit more? Uh, maybe we jump back to Tara about kind of how to build those positive workplace uh, relationships. Yeah. So I think Tiana and I would agree that it really starts with safety, right? If I, if I feel safe and I feel seen, yeah. then it's more likely that I'm going to be able to give grace when things don't go well. And I'm going to be able to have a healthy conversation and say, 
oh, I, I, I see it a different way, or I kind of disagree with that approach. Can we talk about that together? Right. But we have to start with a foundation of Gottman would talk about um, mutual respect and trust. Right. And so for me, when there's respect and trust, there, there often is safety. And so I start that off in working relationships by just getting curious, of course, and asking questions like, tell me about where you live. How long was your commute? What do you like to do in your free time? What made you decide to be a therapist? Trying to just, again, that word cultivate a relationship with this person. So that way there, there's some foundation, there's some depth, there's some substance when we need to talk about the hard stuff. Um, when we form new relationships with friends or partners, we usually don't have the hardest conversation first, right? right. We have the fun conversations. What's your favorite ice cream? What's your favorite book? Um, where do you like to vacation? And so Again, these are colleagues and I don't expect us all to be best friends or to have the most intimate relationships, but there needs to be a little something there that we can connect on, that we can fall back on as, okay, that person just validated me or shares a love for kayaking. And those little things help me see them as a whole person. That's that's the hope. Right. Tiana, anything you want to add? I absolutely do, Nikki. I want to use this platform right here to give so much gratitude and praise to Tara Frenny for doing just that. She is an amazing role model teacher when it comes to being that person that can invoke um, feeling seen, feeling heard, feeling safe. I hear that um, from the, the people in our community here. And I also know that they try to replicate that, that because Tara ignites that in them, that they're better coworkers, that they're better therapists. Um, it's really inspirational. And so the reason I want to point that out and give a lot of credit to, to Tara is because I think that being a strengths finder like that is is part of of what we do in the workplace and when we're looking for genuine connection when we're trying to um, just really meet someone new and and you know if they're not exactly like us we have to dig a little bit we have to mm -hmm. figure out like oh what what motivates them what um, you know fuels them in their world then we start to see their strengths and how it leads to them being a, a top-notch professional and they may do it different than I do, but boy, I can really learn from them along the way. So shout out to you, Tara Frenny. You're outstanding. Aww. You are so good for my confidence and well-being. Uh, I'm Aww. a words of affirmation human. And when you pour it on like that, I just, I feel great. <laughs> I just experienced like you. such a genuine moment between you two right there. Just the appreciation uh, uh, between you both, you know, as colleagues, as friends, as, as people, as humans, you know, that was just such a sweet, wonderful moment. You know, I can, I can sense your gratitude for one another for sure. So any other takeaways you would like to share on creating a healthy workplace? Um, okay, so can we talk about being neighborly for a minute? Of course. So there's this there's this thing, I think, I'm going to assume positive intent here, that companies do where they talk about being a family, right? 
And I think it's well-intentioned to say, we care about you. We know you're a human. We want to celebrate with you. We want to be here to support you when things are difficult. And I think as a family systems person, I think, well, wait a second, we're, we're taking that too far. We're actually not family. I don't have that same level of responsibility to you. I don't come to the hospital when you are ill right. and I don't celebrate your birthday with you, probably with most colleagues. You may have a couple that you, you really connect with and are that close with. Um, and so I thought, okay, but I love the sense of belonging. That's really important to me. That's really important to the workplace, in my opinion. And, and I think what I like to gravitate toward instead is this idea of being neighbors or of being a community, right? And if I'm taking care of my lawn, if I'm watering my flowers and picking out my weeds, I'm doing my part to, to keep the larger community really healthy and thriving um, and, and being our best, right? And so when I do that on my block and you do that on your block, we have the shared thing, the shared larger system. And I know I can come next door and say, hey, I run out of gas for my lawnmower. I need some sugar. I trust you. I know that you'll be kind to me. But there's not the same expectation, I think, right. um, or the same burden, perhaps, that maybe comes with familial relationships. And so some might say we're just getting hung up on semantics. For me, it makes a difference because it helps me put in check where to sort of um, I end and you begin and, and how do I have this healthy responsibility to you instead of for you. So people just being intentional or tuned into how they use that language and why they use that language, something else might fit better for, for someone else's organization. But that has been helpful for me when I think about how I lead and I show up for our team. Oh my gosh, I love that. Love that. Tiana, any other takeaways you'd like to share? I, I think the last takeaway is going to be just a, um, gosh, a, a nod to my roots. So I grew up in Southern Minnesota and we have a, 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 a big farming community, Terrell, use your community word here. And um, when I think about culture, it takes me back to that notion of cultivating and cultivating. I watched farmers um, work really hard. And that's what cultivating is about. And it's very, it's an intentional process. Um, and it doesn't just happen once. It's a continual process. Even in the off seasons, you're cultivating, right? You're, you're readying your, your land or you're readying the earth to, to be ready to um, create something fantastic. And so that's, that's the piece for me that is so embedded in culture is that, you know, the, the Latin root word of, of cult means to grow. And uh, that one sticks with me. I am a semantics person. Taryn knows this. Language mm -hmm. is really important to me. I will oftentimes say language matters. Um, and I think that that's why this word resonates so, so much at my core is because I feel like I have some power over that, that I can help this process and, and this outcome become something really special. This is a very active process. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I just adore the idea of linking arms with, again, people that I care about or am, am moving to care about as neighbors, as, as Tara said. Uh, and, and we get to do this thing together and we get to create something and grow something that is unique and special and all ours. And so no matter where you are across the country in a life stance, um, you know, setting, I think 
that this is the beauty of um, us having multiple levels of systems. We have the big system of life stance, which comes with this beautiful umbrella of safety and of resources and of systems and of leadership. We've got amazing leaders in this. Yes, we do. Yes. We really do. Like not hats off to, to the folks that care for us at that level of the company. And then we've got local leadership and we've got the, the clinics that are scattered around this country that have uniquenesses and have these special elements to them where no two are the same. Even in, in our five, we know that they all had sort of these unique um, systemic personalities and we loved it. That wasn't something that we wanted to, you know, to, to crunch out of them and let's all be homogenous and uniform. No, like that makes this exciting. And so I would just say wherever you are in our life stance world, um, really think about what your individual culture is. What does it look like? How do you want it to be? Because as a neighbor, as a team member, you have influence. And that's something that I think should not be underestimated. And that, and I'm talking right now about the front office coordinators. I'm talking about for sure the therapists and the prescribers. Like we all look at, I get, I, I get excited. And then I have <laughs> to remember to breathe when I'm, <laughs> when I'm talking. Um, we all matter. We cannot operate without one another in our in our system, and so that level of relevance to one another's day, and 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 satisfaction at work matters so so much. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, I think that's the last tidbit that I I wanted to share today. Oh my gosh! Thank you, thank you both. I mean, you have me really moved here because I really do. At every level, of we're our team, we're our neighbors. You know, I, it's cultivating, and you really have me like, yes, yeah. I'm like snapping, I'm clapping here. So, thank you both. This was an amazing episode. I'd love to have you both on again, and thank you and welcome to the Life Sands family, community, uh, cultivating. <laughs> neighbors <laughs> we'll put it all out there right so, uh, thank you nikki we appreciate the invitation so so much Convos from the couch is produced by the amazing team of jason clayton chris kelman and juliana whedon please subscribe to Convos from the couch on google apple spotify or from your favorite podcast platform thank you for listening <laughs>